The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. And this week marks the 60th birthday of Quentin Tarantino. So what better time to appraise his standing in the pantheon of Hollywood movie makers and what better man to do it than John Fardy, host of uh, Screen Time here on News Talk. Hiya, John. Perfect intro, Anton. Thank you very much, John. It means a lot coming from you. Now, come here. Mm. Um, quality of uh, Quentin Tarantino. First of all, what sets him apart in terms of style or ability compared to other directors and writers? He's just a unique voice. Uh, I remember the first time I saw Reservoir Dogs and then Pulp Fiction going, this isn't like anything else I've ever seen before. He, as you may know, was, I guess what they call it, a cineast or a cinephile. He was taken to movies as a kid by his mother when he shouldn't have been. He went to see Deliverance, I think, when he was seven. And then he worked in a video shop in California for like five years and became known to like people all over the town that he was the guy to go to to talk about any kind of movie and when he went to make his own movies they're this amazing pastiche of so many other types of movies from westerns to kung fu movies to almost cop dramas that you would have seen on tv in the 60s in the states but yet they're so incredibly unique uh, there's nothing quite like it filtered through the mind of quentin tarantino and the real strangeness of the movies I always thought was the main drama particularly in the early ones Life Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs actually takes place in the language in the dialogue so if you look back at a movie like Pulp Fiction I think the things people remember so much about it are the conversations like the Royale with cheese or they just go on and on how I got to see what a five dollar milkshake tastes like the actual drama in the movie so much of it was in the actual dialogue as opposed to just what was happening in the actual script. He was also brave and very insightful in his casting. Oh yeah, yeah. And 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 the the people he chose, like John Travolta at that stage for Pulp Fiction. I'm sorry to keep talking about Pulp Fiction, but you know, it, it seemed like no one was ever gonna cast John Travolta as a heroin-taking gangster who just returned from Amsterdam. Like, it was it was inspired, you know. Uh, Pamela Greer in Jackie Brown, incredible. Uh, and, and he's done it all through them. David Carradine in the Kill Bill movies, uh, Inglorious Bastards, Christoph Waltz. That's another thing. I don't think any filmmaker working today we have such a memory of particular scenes for anyone who's seen Inglorious Bastards. The start of that, the opening scene where this family are hiding from a murderous and terrifying Christoph Waltz who slowly drinks a glass of milk as people hide all around in this house. Like there's scenes in Tarantino movies that are just etched. He's, the, he's kind of the master of the modern scene, you know. There are also scenes which are violence taken to the nth degree. If you, the the, uh, Japanese mob scene in Kill Bill springs to mind, Mm -hmm. the end of Django and Chains and some of the, the scenes within Django, his commitment to and relish for violence, does it tarnish the legacy that he's built up so far or does it contribute to it? Uh, Yeah, it's a a good question. Don't ask him. There's a very famous interview where he was asked that on Channel 4 and and refused to answer it and got into this big thing with the interviewer whose name momentarily escapes me saying, you know, I'm not your slave. I'm not going to answer this. But he, he just feels and he's talked about it a few times that 
you know, this argument that making violence on screen in no way has any correlation to what will happen in the world, that the two don't compute and that he can do whatever he wants in terms of violence and he enjoys it as subject matter. That's his defense of it. And, and you're right, he scales the heights of it. And some of the most violent things ever seen on screen have been in Tarantino films and Reservoir Dogs didn't get released initially in the UK because of that. But as I say, he, he defends it by saying they're, as he sees it, there's no link, so he can do what he wants in that regard. They've gotten slightly less violent as it, well, I'm, I'm just thinking once upon a time in Hollywood wasn't particularly violent, but it's, it's not really fair to say they've gotten less violent because I'm thinking of The Hateful Eight and J- Django Unchained are still pretty violent in places, you know. Now, the other thing is he tends to be thought of as a director, but he is just as much writer as he is director. Is he better with his own material? Or do other people treat it better? I'm thinking of True Romance and Natural Born Killers, yeah. both of which he wrote but didn't direct. Yeah, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, but True Romance is a great movie. He he just didn't direct that. Uh, Natural Born Killers was complicated, what had happened there, why he didn't end up directing it at all. But I, I, I think equally good. Uh, he's going to do his 10th and final film. Uh, well, it's, it's technically his 11th, but he views Kill Bill as kind of one even though there was volume one and two and he said this thing which is interesting that you know he thinks 10 is the perfect number and he doesn't think directors generally have good later periods and he said this funny thing he was worried about making an offbeat comedy that no one would watch so the talk is he's a movie called The Critic which seems to be based on Pauline Kael, this, her life and times, this very famous American film critic in the 70s and 80s and 90s and he's purporting that this is going to be the last movie he ever makes because he wants to get into literature and plays. And he did write a novel last year. It was a novelization of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I haven't read, by all accounts, wasn't bad, but that's where the muse is taking him. And he wants to, you know, protect his legacy as he sees it. And it is a pretty impressive legacy, I have to say. And at the pinnacle of it stands what? I, I'm sorry, I've mentioned it four times at this stage, but but I, I have to say Pulp Fiction. Uh, I, I just don't think there's a movie like it before or since, the way it plays with time, the way it plays with other genres, what he got from Bruce Willis, what he got from Samuel L. Jackson. It's just, the soundtrack. It's just incredible. The soundtrack, yeah, that's another thing about his movies. He's just immense with music and what he does with them and the idea of taking, you know, Stuck in the Middle with you and using it way the way it's half five so we won't get into how they use it but using that in reservoir dogs his his choice and use of music is is unsurpassed in modern cinema as always john lovely to talk to you that is john fardy who is host of screen time on news talk the hard shoulder with kieran cuddy with nissan weekdays from four on news talk